0: Chapter Three of Baseball Joe at Yale by Lester Chadwick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Donald Cummings. Chapter Three. One Last Game. Say, Tom, do you know what I've got a good notion to do? Indeed, I haven't, Joe. Unless you're going to go out west and shoot Indians or some such crazy stunt as that. Forget it. But you know I've got to start for Yale in about another week. That's right. The time is getting short. Excelsior opens four days from now, but I'm not going to drill in with the first bunch. I don't have to report quite so soon. I'm a senior now, you know. So you are. I almost wish I was with you. Oh, nonsense. And you're going to Yale. But what was it you started to say? Oh, yes, I almost forgot. Say, why can't we have one last game before we have to leave town? One rattling good game of baseball to wind up the season. I'd just love to get into a uniform again, and I guess you would too. Can't we pick up enough of the old silver stars to make a nine, with what we can induce to play from among the lads in town? I guess so. Then let's do it. The Resolute team is still in existence, isn't it? Yes, but I haven't kept much track of them. I've been away most all summer, you know and so have I, but I think we could get up a game for Saturday. I believe we could get quite a crowd, but we wouldn't charge admission. What do you say? I'm with you. It would be sport to have a game. I wonder how we can arrange for it. I've got to go over to Rocky Ford for Dad today, went on Joe, and I'll see if I can't get in touch with some of the Resolutes. It may be that they have a game on, and, again, they may have disbanded. But it's worth trying, then you see as many of the fellows here as you can and get up a nine there ought to be five or six of the old silver stars around i'll do it wow it will be sport to get on the diamond again before we have to buckle down to the grind i hope i haven't forgotten how to pitch went on joe let's get a ball and do some practicing out in the lots the two chums somewhat older more experienced and certainly better players than when we first met them three years before we're soon tossing the ball back and forth, Joe warming up to his accustomed work as a twirler. "'That was a beaut!' exclaimed Tom, who was catching. "'Did the curve break well? Couldn't have been better. You'll fool him all right with that twist. I'm a little stiff yet. Well, let's see what we can do toward getting up a game.' Joe went to Rocky Ford that afternoon, and was fortunate in finding the new manager of the Resolutes, the one-time rivals of the Silver Stars the team had greatly changed and had been strengthened by some new players they had not yet broken up for the season and as they had no game on for saturday the manager readily agreed to come to riverside with his lads and take on the silver stars in a sort of exhibition contest i suppose you'll pitch spoke the manager as joe was about to leave for home yes i want to why nothing only maybe we'd better handicap your team "'or else you'd better allow us half a dozen runs to start with,' was the laughing answer. "'I'm not as formidable as all that,' retorted Joe. "'Are any of the old boys playing yet?' "'Oh, yes, quite a few. "'There's Art Church, Lou Entry, Ted Nefus, and Hank Armstrong.' "'I'll be glad to see em again,' spoke Joe. "'When he reached Riverside late that afternoon, Tom met him and gleefully informed his chum "'that he'd been able to get up a nine then we'll have a game cried joe will you catch for me if you think i can sure you can wow we'll have some fun the news of the coming game between the silver stars or a team somewhat representing them and the resolutes aroused considerable enthusiasm in riverside and the neighboring towns there was a prospect of a large throng and when saturday came with as fine a specimen of weather as heart could wish there was a great outpouring of fans the silver stars were first on the field and though the team as then constituted had never played together still after a little practice they got acquainted with each other and were soon working in unison joe and tom formed the battery and they seemed an effective combination as they warmed up outside the diamond then the resolutes arrived and they too began their practice we're going to have a big crowd remarked joe as he saw the stands filling, for Riverside boasted of a fairly good field, where the semi-professional team held forth in the summer, but the season was about over now. "'It's like old times,' remarked Tom. "'Come on, not some hot ones to finish up with, and then it'll be most time to call the game.'" The details were arranged, the umpire chosen, the batting orders submitted, and the teams came in off the field. The Silver Stars were to bat last and as joe walked out to the mound to do the twirling he was greeted by many friends and acquaintances who had not seen him since summer vacation had started some news of his prospective leaving for yale must have gotten around for he was observed with curious and sometimes envious eyes joe's getting to be quite a boy remarked mr jacob anderson one of riverside's enthusiastic baseball supporters to his friend mr james blake yes he's a wonderful pitcher i hear seems sort of queer how the boys grow up why only a few years ago he was a small chap playing around the vacant lots yes time does manage to scoot along spoke the other well i guess we'll see a good game as joe and tom paused for a brief consultation before opening the performance the catcher glancing toward the grandstand uttered a surprised exclamation what's the matter asked joe that fellow with my sister "'I meant to tell you about him. "'He was over to your house the other night "'when he and Sis and Charlie Masterford "'called on your sister.' "'Oh, ho! "'So it was Charlie that Clara was fixing up for,' "'exclaimed Joe. "'I'll have some fun with her. "'I guess she's at the game today. "'But what about the fellow with your sister?' "'He's a Yale man.' "'A Yale man? "'You mean a graduate?' "'No, he goes there now. "'Sophomore, I heard Sis say.' She was boasting about him, but I didn't pay much attention. I meant to tell you, but I forgot it. A Yale man, mused Joe. Yes, that's him, with a flower in his coat. Sort of a sport, I guess. Sis said he was on the nine, but I don't know where he plays. Like to meet him? I don't know myself, but I can get Sis to present us. She met him at some dance this summer, and found he had relatives here he intended to visit. She asked him to call Say, isn't it great how the girls do that? And he did, the other night. Then he must have made a date with her. Like to meet him? Names, let's see now. I did have it. Oh, I remember. It's Weston. Ford Weston. Want to meet him after the game? No, I I don't believe I do, said Joe slowly. He may think I am sort of currying favor. I'll wait until I get to Yale. And then, if I get the chance, I'll meet him. He looks like a decent chap. Yes, Mabel is crazy about him, said Tom. But all the girls are that way, I guess. None for mine. Well, shall we start? The batter was impatiently tapping his stick on the home plate. Play ball, called the umpire, and as Joe walked to his place, he gave a glance toward where Mabel Davis sat with a tall, good looking chap. A Yale man, mused Joe, and on the nine. I wonder what Hills think of my pitching, and somehow our hero felt a bit nervous, and he wished he had not known of the presence of the Collegian. As he began winding up to deliver the ball, he fancied he detected an amused smile on the face of Ford Weston. End of chapter 3